Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the second episode of the week of Church is Stupid. Come about. I'm Andy. I'm Ruth. <laughs> I'm Elijah. <laughs> and returning from our earlier episode this week, I'm Bailey. Thanks so, for uh, being here. Last week, we called you out and said you hadn't been on one yet. And so thanks for making the drive out and joining us. The we, whole, like, 10 minutes. We are 40 episodes deep. Oh, my gosh. This is episode really? 41. Wow. No. So what are we doing? <laughs> what no are we way. doing special for and episode 50? That's my question. Well, we'll have to think about this later. Yeah, because we need to get there at some it's point. True. <laughs> we it's don't true. know if we'll be around that long. Yeah, this could be the last. Ten one. more sounds like a little, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, ten, and then you kind of just divide by two for the week. So like five more weeks, yeah. and then we'll be at episode fifty. Yeah, which is actually surprising because of the amount of community outreach that we've done with this kind of podcast. That being said, our topic for today is the same as it was on Tuesday, which is community outreach in the church. It's true, and actually, I'd like to say thank you to everyone who's listening because we are actually in fourteen states now. Yay. Which is really super cool. So thank you for listening, wherever you're listening from. Um, we are it's spreading. It's cool to know. Okay, that was creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say it is surprising how we are spreading, though. Because we end up popping up in more states, like, separately kind of thing. But not, like, all that many more people kind of thing. Does that make sense? It's kind of weird. So, like... We're 100% spreading because, like, you guys as listeners are making, like, phone calls to friends and families mm-hmm. and, like, that kind of a thing who are, like, in different states and that kind of thing. And they're tuning in for, like, an episode or two or, mm-hmm. you know, sticking with it kind of thing. And I, I kind of want to just thank everybody who's, you know, kind of joined the Church of Stupid community. Yeah, thanks Absolutely. for being a part. It's been really fun to watch and we do uh, appreciate you listening. At least I do. We don't <laughs> deserve it. We don't well, we deserve are it. Very we thankful. We know we don't. <laughs> but I'd like to say we're trying our best, but sometimes I don't know if I'm even trying my best. <laughs> well, I think um, I think part of our heart, though, when we created this podcast, was very intentional in community outreach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We wanted uh, yeah. we we recognized the need from the community, and we had conversations, in particular, with non-christians with people who live outside Mm. of like some christians who don't go to church anymore and really intentionally explored what was it that made you leave or what what don't you like about church or what what do you think would be cool Mm -hmm. for for church to do and and from all of these things that we kind of came together and built this weird podcast where we talk Mm -hmm. about all of these all of these issues that aren't just coming from things that we personally have experienced, but mm-hmm. things that maybe some of our friends have. And then we also have, you know, the internet to thank for some of these ideas. Internet! <laughs> um, Google does me good. Google does great. Um, thank you, Pew Research. It, like, this is one of those, <laughs> like, great examples, of, and I'm, I'm tooting our own horn when I say great examples, of something that, like, is done as a form of community outreach. Like, it's one of, like, the, the better ends of things. And, like, we've been looking at some other ideas for what it mm-hmm. would mean to successfully reach into our community mm-hmm. and to be real members of our community. Mm-hmm. And, Ruth, you've had some ideas on what that would look like. So what what do you oh, have? Oh, geez. Um, what do I have? This is a lot <laughs> of <you> pressure. <laughs> one thing, like, a couple of things that we've been looking at. And, and I think the, the key is... There's not a one, two, three answer. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not. It's never going to look the same because communities don't look the same, and that's one thing churches do really, really poorly is they they just assume because it worked in one community, it's going to work in all of them. 
and <laughs> and it just doesn't work that way <laughs> ever. Um, but Bailey and uh, Kate, who was on last week, had a great idea of doing a cooking class for college students. Yeah. Um, here, which is yeah, one one I thing we're looking at doing. Um, we've also intentionally that so this podcast was born out of a group of people who work or are affiliated at Midland First mm-hmm. who sat down to talk about what what type of worship service would actually be in like what could you invest in what would mm-hmm. be interesting and what what would help like because I think a lot of us have some some past where we have either have felt hurt by the church or where we have um, seen the church hurt other people. Mm-hmm. And so we, we started looking at what, what does it look like to start to try to counteract that. And we created this whole podcast idea that was centered, or sorry, podcast, the service idea that was centered around not being in the church, um, but it being in a building that's primarily used for something else. Uh, in my, my perfect world, that, that would look like a mission center of some sort that church also happens to be at. Mm -hmm. Um, And and they're going into different communities, working with structures that already exist to help be a presence in the community, serve Mm -hmm. the community in the best way they can. So I don't know. (laughs) I'm trying to think now you put me on the spot. Well, I think also one of like the successful things that we see inside of a church um, and especially inside of Midland, like we have a great example of this is um, the creation of, like, the church coffee shop thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this, it, and again, it's not a one-solution-fits-all community mm-hmm. kind of thing. You may have a community that's not filled with coffee drinkers or whatever. Um, I no. don't drink coffee, so. Our entire generation, like, either you are completely addicted to coffee or you don't touch this stuff, and I find that hilarious. Um, that's fair. Not the point. Um <laughs> Uh, but it's it's one of these things that like encourages community like within its actual like doors, but mm-hmm. it also like encourages you to hey we have coffee you know something that you use on a normal daily basis um, like it, it's filling a service that a community could either need because hey you don't have a Starbucks or hey Starbucks is too expensive for you to like yep. get your morning coffee kind of thing at um, but I think that's one of those like prime examples that a lot of churches like look at. And has been fairly successful when it comes to, like, the actual community outreach part of things. Absolutely. Well, and I love churches that um, are taking steps. There's there's a program over in the Macomb area of Michigan called McRest. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, but Sounds I know too it's... similar to the McRib. I know. Okay. Um, and it... <laughs> It provides, like, different churches will host a group of homeless men in their church for a week, and it travels around to different churches. They pr- There's transportation provided, laundry provided, all sorts of different ways for your church to um, provide for these people. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, they will have people whose job is to wash wash the laundry of these people. Um, and it's I think it's a really cool program. And there's also programs that are designed around... Mm-hmm. Um, intentionally giving giving people skills for for job seeking, so mm. training up people. Um, I love ESL. Uh, I wish that there were was the reverse as well. I wish that I could take a course to learn like Spanish or French or anything, because I think that the church should be more active in trying to reach people where they are. Um, 
as well. But I like seeing those types of services as well. Mm-hmm. The ones where it's not about necessarily um, like the, the coffee, coffee shops are great. Yeah. And I think they're fun. I just get hot chocolate in them. But I also think realistically, that's not necessarily serving the people who need it. Mm-hmm. It is good community outreach, but it's not necessarily serving the people who need it. Yeah. And so I like to see um, those types of things supplemented as well with these types of other programs. Um, mm. yeah. Because, But not all community outreach is missions and not all missions is community outreach. I think those are those can be mm-hmm. different different Ooh. entities. Yeah, that's a hard thing for a lot of churches to separate. Well, I just, for me, it's, now, here's the thing. Some some coffee shops that are designed for, by Christian organizations are run by people, like, for instance, who have gotten out of prison and need jobs or mm-hmm. yeah. or veterans or, or anybody who is in need of a job but can't necessarily or doesn't find one easily. Um, some of them intentionally serve those those mm. kinds of people. However, not all of them do. And the ones that don't, but really are more about having a presence in the community, that's not really necessarily a mission. Mm -hmm. That's a community outreach. Now, if you're intentionally, again, like I said, there are ways you can do it to make it a mission. But I think that we need to to separate those things in our our heads Hmm. sometimes. They can go together and work together. But just because you make a coffee shop (laughs) in your community Mm. doesn't mean you're actually doing mission work. Yeah. It also doesn't mean as much that you're benefiting the community. You could just literally be making a coffee shop, which is a whole nother yeah. like yeah. subject to. Sorry, talk about I, I know that those were probably two different things, and I probably didn't need no, to address I mean, them. It, but it, it it comes to this like idea of effectiveness. Mm-hmm. Like you actually have to like look at your community and see how effective something's mm-hmm. going to be there, because there are certain times where something is going to maybe either have a negative impact on your community, mm-hmm. or it's just going to sit there for a couple of months and then be vacated because it doesn't work or something like that. Oh, absolutely. And and that's something that we skip out a lot on is that checking to be like, hey, is this actually something that's going to work inside of my community? Mm -hmm. And I know um, like a prime example of this is uh, East Lansing, um, where I attended MSU at. There are a lot of businesses that like open and close every single year because Mm – they aren't what students are like looking for and all this Mm. kind of stuff. And people always assume, Oh, students are looking for, uh, trying to think of an exact one. um, Internet cafes. (laughs) They're always looking for internet cafes, Always looking for internet cafes. Just Um, desperate for them. Yeah. But there's, if you open up one internet cafe in a place where there's already 40 internet cafes, what's that doing for anybody? Um, (laughs) just go to a cold stone with free Wi-Fi, man. You get ice cream and okay, whatever. (laughs) You can tell how I spent my college years. Hey, ice cream is not a bad thing, but um, the it, we were kind of we were kind of talking, and it's a little bit goofing off, um, like the mass like negative community outreach like is like a real thing, and we've seen this um in the form of like cult churches and such that like mm. pop up around America mm-hmm. and that kind of a thing. And those have that community aspect and those have that like mass draw to them, but they're also completely lying to the community and that is completely damaging. Or harming the community. Yeah. Maybe not always lying. Sometimes they're saying exactly what they think, but it's not good. 
<laughs> so <laughs> sorry, how, just got how do we how do we properly move into a community without causing damage, uh, causing harm, without furthering the distance between the community and the church, without all of that kind of stuff. And like, I'm opening this to you, but I'm also curious as to Bailey, because no offense, Bailey, um, you're not somebody who's fully grown up with this entire uh, pastor complex looking down on you kind of thing. Like, and I guess also to you, Elijah, but um, like we've grown up being kids of pastors and that kind of a thing. And I think at least for me, that's made it so that I'm a little bit more open about talking about my faith because it was like just a basic kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, when like you actually look into the community and you look into a church going into a community, what's the first step that the church should take? I mean, I think we talked about it kind of last episode is you need to figure out what the community wants. Like you can have all these great ideas, but if they don't, if they aren't actually going to help your community, like you can launch them and no one will come to them. So like, I mean, I think the first step in any business, well, like any venture that you go into, like I'm a business major. So like you have to find your target market and like make sure that your target market actually wants your product. Like you have to design your product to reach your target market. So for Mm -hmm. me, it's like you have to find a niche to go into to be successful. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. And if, if your target is this um, of avoidance of harm, then do you, I guess that, I know it's like difficult to like say one universal, like the person who you like go to kind of thing. But um, like if you're looking at a community and you see strong powers, like, the powers that be inside of a community um and be either a like a this is an extreme example but i i think about like a biker gang being like (laughs) which is like you know maybe the negative aspect of power in a community but like a church having to preach to a community that is overrun by a biker gang how do you go in there and help the community without causing harm to everyone involved does that make sense i feel like that's like a really stupid scenario to come up with but i also think it's like kind of relevant because even if it's not a biker gang or something like that you do have the powers that be in a community and like your goal is to not i mean your goal may be to upset the powers that be in a community but like as a church, like, you're trying to go in with causing the least amount of harm to do the most amount of good. Does that make – is that, like, a proper – Yeah. I'm having a tough time trying to – Connect my thoughts together? No, it's not connecting your thoughts as much as it's connecting your examples with, like – A solution. Reality. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fair, too. I mean, because at the end of the day, okay, right now we're in the community of, of – the city of Midland. Mm. What are the powers that be in Midland? I have no idea. Yeah, somebody that's the thing. Like, here for long, like, yeah. I mean, I, don't know I mean, I would say there's. I mean, we are a what I would like to call a corporation town. Mm-hmm. We so ex- we exist pretty much because of Dow Chemical. Fair enough. Like, yeah, there may be some listeners who live in Midland. I feel like who may disagree, but I always feel like 
Like the town has existed because of Dow Chemical. Like, mm. yeah, but that's, that's most towns. There's a most towns existed because there was an industry that yeah, yeah. is there. So is I mean, or was right? Yeah, is yeah. or was. Oops, excuse me. So it's like every week you have to find a way to, I guess, partner maybe with the powers that be. Like I don't know. I feel like at least at this church, like we have a lot of in insider help yeah I, cause I would our church was you know built by dow and yeah you know, all this stuff like it, it was built around this whole mm-hmm. uh like actual yeah now and so we have that like original running track kind of thing that builds us up yeah but you know i mean? i i always wonder like i had a friend in when i was in college he was a church planter like he started a church in the town where i went to school and it was always interesting because for him, it was he made a bunch of relationships like outside, like to get like he made a bunch of relationships like outside of the church building because he didn't really have a church building. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like so they were able to he used his relationship building skills to create kind of a church, which was interesting. So because he came, we have two campuses, like two colleges where i went to in the town where i went to school so he would like spend pretty much every other day either at one at my campus or at a different one and he like built relationship with a bunch of college students so this and community members so it ended up being a church where it was a lot of like younger people in the church and community members and it was like kind of a small group it was kind of like we talked about family churches on one of the episodes in the podcast, it was mm-hmm. kind of like a family church, but it was like a neighborhood church. That's literally what's the name of the church. Mm-hmm. It was a neighborhood church. So okay. he went into this neighborhood and kind of built a church community around it, which I thought was interesting. Hmm. So you have to be able to create relationships within your town, I guess would be a goal of how not to cause harm in your town mm-hmm. where you're attempting to make a church. Right. Maybe like having a focus on on people um, first. Um, yeah, immersing yourself in a community and building relationships with people instead of planting a flag in the in the midst of strangers and trying to like indoctrinate. Yeah, sort of a thing. Um, Which at one point was you know what the church is known for. <laughs> I, mean, I was going to say there's there's globally actually, yeah <laughs> there there's a lot of problems with the, the church is not done great at finding that balance we find a lot of um missionary movements that were linked to colonization yeah i was gonna say Um, look at and it has caused africa like a lot yeah it caused a lot of harm unintentionally i think in most cases or i want to hope in most cases maybe is a better way to say that sometimes has to be a clarification yeah 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 sometimes you have to kind of separate the individuals Um, who maybe but were a part of things and the people who like made it happen. I, I don't know. I think, um, especially now in our context, which is, you know, Michigan <laughs> in the United States of America, we, there's churches everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. You're not probably going to walk into a community in the States that hasn't heard of what church is. That doesn't mean there's nobody who hasn't heard like, you know what I mean? And that doesn't mean it's effective or ineffective, but people tend to know what 
churches. Mm. I think that that's a pretty fair statement. I would agree. And so I think now what we're dealing with is that in our communities, it's not that we don't have a presence. It's that we don't necessarily have a good presence. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of, a a lot of long-term hurt that has gone unacknowledged. And so now we're working from that frame. Hmm. Is that you're looking at me like, I'm either crazy or like you agree or like you yeah, want to yeah, yell at I me. Agree. I, oh, okay, I, I'm I, like I don't know if you want to yell sorry, at me or my negative tone of frame is definitely lower when I'm looking at. That's you. true. That's true. You do tend to, um, but I think that that's sort of um, I do love hearing the story of, of the building relationships, especially in in regards to like a new church in a community, not just churches that are already established. Um, but I think that for us. It, it really involves actively pursuing ways to undo harm that has been done mm-hmm. or actively seeking to keep the connections that are already there strong and to build upon them. Because I don't think mm-hmm. every community has had a church that negatively impacted them. I don't think that's a fair statement either. Yeah. I think that there are some that, that have done it really well. And I think even churches that have caused harm might have done it really well at some point. But it's how do you build on the good and acknowledge the bad. So I think we, again, it it comes down to really knowing the people. You have to know the community. You have to be willing, know what's going on. One thing we're doing here at at our church is we're partnered with the Midland Center for the Arts on their upcoming, or well, ongoing, I'm sorry, it's ongoing art project at the Center for the Arts of What's Certain About Uncertainty, which is artist representations of what has gone on their pain from the past year, mm-hmm. year and a half, two years, um, from, from COVID, from the protests, from all of that stuff. And just, I think it's starting to do things like that where we, we reached out to the art center and we're like, Hey, we thought about doing this. What do you guys think? And they said, well, we already have a project. So would you like to join? And now that art show is traveling from the art center to three different local churches, include one of them being our own. Mm-hmm. And I think that stuff, it might seem small, but it's a start. Yeah. It's a start because that's a big feature, especially here in Midland. The Midland Center for the Arts is huge. Before I ever moved to Midland, I came to the Midland Center for the Arts to watch a show. Like, so at least, and I live two hours away. So, so it's big enough that, you know, I at least knew that much. Hmm. Well, congrats for knowing that much. Thank <laughs> you. I knew some things. Part of that, I think, also really in- involves this like the idea of if we're talking about something that might be essential when it comes to positively affecting or po- yeah, positively affecting a community as a church, let's just say part of that is just like as, as silly and as obvious as this may sound. Part of that is just learning to view people as people mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. view people as mission opportunities, mission or resources. Oppor- yeah, yeah, exactly. Mission opportunities or resources or, believers or non-believers uh a rebellion going into community that you think is particularly a rebellious or bad community versus a nice and upstanding community yeah. mm-hmm. sort of a thing like mm-hmm. where you then put labels on people like that and like a not even necessarily adjust your mission work accordingly but adjust the way you view them as people mm-hmm. accordingly uh because i think a lot of times people are really just sort of viewed as numbers. Yeah. And even beyond Mm -hmm. that, some people are viewed as 
like I don't know. I I I just see some some missions like that are missions that are not designed to to like help people through like the like things that they're actually going through necessarily but are more just to bolster numbers or like bolster numbers or 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 like minister to people that the churches that the church thinks needs it more than others but not really in a way that's helpful in more of in a way that's like oh this community has a large group of people who aren't christian yeah they need to be preached to more than this and that's that's mission that's what a mission is and that's what reaching our community is is going into a group that we view that we look at as less than us because they're not part of our church therefore like you know we need i don't know i'm i'm sort of pulling from a specific example um i'm just, i'll i'll just say it there was a church that i i knew who had this idea for a mission which was to go specifically into an area of 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 the state that had a large muslim community mm-hmm. and their idea of ministering to these people and and, and and I guess probably their way of, of going out into their community was to go specifically into an area that was, you know, that had a high Muslim population and to sing Christmas carols to them on their doorsteps, which on, on its own, on its own, you could probably figure out a way to justify and, 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 and say that maybe some of the people really did have good intentions but when, as a church, your idea for helping your community, helping human beings, helping people, is to go into an area specifically that you know is not, doesn't have a lot of people who share your faith, to then go and just like mm-hmm. show them or like like basically expose them to what your faith is and then you call it ministry and you call it helping people like i just don't think at that point that you're really treating them as like people normal people you're treating them as like thing people that need to be fixed or exposed to the right thing mm-hmm. and that's i don't think that's ministry or at least good ministry and i don't think that's an example of what serving a community is and i'm trying i don't want to end it on just a note like that's not what to do and have it be all negative but when I'm, if I'm trying to think of examples of how of ministry, um, or or even just examples of churches reaching their community and providing really, really, really well, um, it's hard to not think of examples that are sort of the opposite yeah. of that. Well, I, and if I any of you have an example of maybe like a like a a mirror side of that example, I would love to hear it because unfortunately that's like some of the things I was exposed to when I was a little younger was sort of that. I think as we, as we close out our time, it's important to say that it's, it's absolutely necessary that we have these hard conversations though, Mm. that we look at those things. We, Mm. yeah, I want to encourage anybody who's listening um, because I have seen, believe it or not, I have seen things come out of this podcast that have inspired my friends or, or people I know or people maybe I don't know that maybe it inspired them too to, to have some of these conversations with their church, which 
literally is the biggest compliment I could ever get. So like, thank you guys. <laughs> but my encouragement to you is to have those hard conversations in the church buildings. Talk about mm. how the community perceives those things. Mm-hmm. And it's exhausting. I think all of us at this table right now have been exhausted from trying our best to, to help the church see the ways that it has been harming people or how, how it's community outreach maybe isn't necessarily community outreach as much as it is patting ourselves on the back or all of those things. But there are so many people who want to do real community outreach. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who need it. And, and Christ wants to be a part of everyone's life. Mm. You know, God wants to be involved in everybody's life. And it's, and, and we, I wish I could say that they will listen to you the first time. Never. They're, they're not going to. And sometimes it feels like even in my, in our own experiences that we keep hitting walls. Yeah. But it's so important that people with a passion for this kind of thing speak up and speak out. And so find the right way to do it. And if you don't have all the answers, that's awesome. You've learned mm. one more thing <laughs> that you're never going to have all the answers. <laughs> but... Go into your communities and start to start to figure out what they really need and start mm-hmm. to build those bridges and fight the good fight. You're welcome. I had to I had to add the keep fighting and the encouragement. <laughs> You're not alone. We all love and support you. And if we can support you in any way, feel free to reach out to us um, wherever <laughs> you can. Facebook, Facebook. Twitter, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, we check all of our comments that we get on anything. Um, it's true. Which is seldom. But, hey, we love hearing from you if you do reach out to us. Uh, for all of us here at Church of Stupid. Come a butt. I'm Andy. I'm Ruth. I'm Elijah. And I'm Bailey. And we hope that you learn to love your neighbor this week as you love yourself and enjoy the rest of your week. Hmm.